0: Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Hey guys, welcome to episode 59. This one's gonna come with a couple of disclaimers, but the title is Six Considerations Before Breakup or Divorce. Now, you know that my general goal here is to give you food for thought. And of course, I'm not filling in for any important life decisions, especially this one. A breakup is a very, very serious thing, and a divorce is even more serious because there was a formal commitment there, or or any uh, breakup of anything that uh, is significant it certainly should come with a lot of thoughts. And this is just to kind of give you some information. However, it's not meant, uh, some people might find this not relevant, so just skip it. That's fine. Come back next week. We're going to talk about positive thinking, positive psychology. Um, it's not meant so that you can start diagnosing uh, yourself or your ex or uh, your friends or judge people. That's not the point here. The point here is that because every single situation is private and different and no one knows what's really going on. But what I'm trying to help is to give you a basic framework so that together with your therapist and your support team and other people that you're working with um you could get things clear sometimes people have very volatile relationships that uh are just not clear and uh, there's a number of books out there uh that can help and, and certainly again don't do it alone but what I'm the main disclaimer here is that I'm here to give you some food for thought to help enlighten you about the topic and if it's something that is on your mind then think about it and um, If it's something that's on your mind, you do spend time thinking about it, and you decide that uh, you're still not sure, that's okay, but get support. If you decide that you want to pursue making your marriage work, I encourage you to get support as well. And of course, if you choose the third option, which is what this uh, episode is about, the breakup and divorce, then... um, that's usually a valid option as well, <laughs> and I'll explain what I mean by usually as I go through these six things. Uh, there's a great book written. Uh, it's called "If You're in My Office, It's Already Too Late." It's a divorce lawyer's guide to, sit, to staying together. Uh, ironically, James Sexton, who's the uh, Manhattan lawyer who wrote it, is also divorced, and uh, although he claims it was amicable, but one of the things that he writes in here, he writes a lot of things in here uh, that are just fascinating, um, and and from his perspective as a lawyer, who you know you would think that he's not trying to discourage people. Uh, from getting divorced. But anyway, so uh, one of the things that he writes is that, uh, why is it that if you're in my office, it's too late? And the answer is that generally, it's because there isn't one thing that causes a divorce. There's just so many things and so many pileups and so many things. So it's it's not like, uh, it, it's very rare for people that who are pursuing a divorce to change their mind and not get divorced, uh, because each one is still holding uh, vehemently to their beliefs about the other one. And uh, one small change is not going to, is not going to rock the boat for anybody. And again, a lot of relationships have volatility. Um, And so it's just a good point to think about. If you want a resource, uh, there's a book which I I think uh, is a very good one by Mira Kirschenbaum. You could take a look at it. It's called Too Good to Leave, Too Bad to Stay. Again, I think it's dangerous just to kind of read through it and decide for yourself, but it is a step-by-step guide to help a person decide whether to stay or to get out of a relationship. And I think that, again, it's provocative and gives some good food for thought and and some framework. So um, obviously, in, an, in this short podcast, we're not going to cover all of her concepts, but I certainly want to expose you to some ideas that uh, you might have thought about at, or might not have. Um, okay, so six considerations for before a breakup or divorce. Number one is external issues. So external things um, could refer to situations. Are you going through a hard time? Are you going through financial stress, which is making the marriage seem worse, uh, or the, the committed relationship? or non-committed relationships, seem worse, um, is there something going on that is impacting this relationship because a lot of external things uh, could pass. But more than that, there's another external thing and even though this will overlap a little bit with another one, but uh, pregnancy is an external thing or a health issue is a pregnant is a is a uh, is an external thing. And 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 sometimes when people go through these external things, they think that uh, you know, oh my marriage is horrible and this is not working. Um, and and really, in truth, what's going on is that they're going through a crisis. Now, it's true, but it's also very common that when people go through crises and they see how maybe uh, they're not compatible with their spouse or their spouse is not as supportive of what they would like or expect or need, um, then that certainly does have an impact on their decision as well. So remember, what I'm I'm doing here is just giving you food for thought. I'm certainly not telling you that if there's external things, don't get divorced. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm Encouraging is for you to explore: are there external things that are going on? And the answer is there are always external things. But really try to hash out and see which parts are workable and which parts are not workable, and which parts are your spouse's fault, so to speak, and which parts are your fault, which parts are not anyone's fault, but things that you just need to deal with. Now remember, life is hard for, for everyone. So every marriage takes work. And this is very important because I'm exposed to a lot of couples. And over the years I've worked with a lot of couples and I've seen people uh, pull themselves together in surprising situations where I didn't think they would. And I've seen people uh, very easily let the marriage unravel in non-surprising situations where I expected that to happen, or even in situations where I thought they could have saved it, but I'm not surprised if people don't, because we live in a, uh, in, in a re- throw it out and replace it, uh, very, very uh, toss, discard, and uh, try again type of generation. <clears throat> so that's that's certainly a variable. Uh, the second consideration is internal, and this is probably the least uh, what I see people spending time in, but it's probably the most important out of everything. Um, how many times do people come into my office complaining how bad their spouse is? Um, even in the worst case scenarios, okay, where, where they're 100% right, and maybe I meet the spouse and I work with them and I see and I, and in my opinion, I agree, which again, you need a specialty to even work with couples and don't waste your time in marriage counseling with people that don't, A, speak to you privately, one-on-one. Because I, I, I just, I've seen so many therapists that claim that, you know, when I see couples, I only see the couple. I don't see them separately. I think it's basically impossible to be a functional marriage therapist if you don't speak to people individually. Um, and the second thing is uh, don't waste your time with therapists who do not have experience. Um, and specifically if there's an issue there, for example, let's say your partner is an alcoholic. Um, the person that you're working with should be an expert in that field. Uh, if there's an affair involved or if there's uh, mental health issues or other things, the person that you're working with should be someone that has experience uh, with that. And the more experience, the better. And don't be afraid to ask them straight out. But this is the most important one because ultimately, uh, internal things are often what destroy a marriage. And that's what I was saying before. Even in situations where I you, you could convince me that your spouse is the cause, there's still a 10% liability for what you're doing wrong. Now, it could be that your spouse is exaggerating that 10% and giving you 100% blame. Um, but nonetheless, it is very important to look at the internal part, and there's always things that you could do better, and there's always things that you could work on in yourself, and sometimes when couples work on themselves, uh, amazing things could happen. Now, remember, every relationship has its ups and downs, and sometimes being a reasonable person and just understanding that is also important, because what I don't want happening is that you just keep jumping from one person to the next, and then you say, well, darn, if I knew it was so hard, I would have just stayed with the first one. Why do I have to have five people in between? Okay, number three factor, children, and a lot of people might cringe at this, um, but the bottom line is that being a co-parent is a very difficult and challenging thing if you don't have two people that are willing to do it. Now, of course, if I'm talking to you, that means that I probably have your attention and you're probably interested, so good, then you'll make yourself a good parent, a good co-parent, but one of the things about being a co-parent is that it's not, especially in a divorce situation, is that it does not come natural and easy. And so you need to get guidance on how to be a functional co-parent, especially when it's a contested divorce, especially when it's a volatile divorce, uh, if there's addiction involved or if there are, is mental health issues involved. But one factor of divorce is thinking about your children. And one of the things that I always tell people is that even after you get divorced, you're still going to be co-parenting with this person in almost all situations. And uh, so if you think, well, you know, I just need to get divorced and get rid of this person, uh, if you have children, especially if they're young, uh, you're going to be dealing with this person. And so what you need to factor in is um that aspect. Now, if you ask me, do you have to factor in how the children will feel? Well, certainly. But here's the thing. You can't force yourself to love someone. Now, Why did you marry them or why did you get with them or why did you have children with them in the first place? That's a good question. That's something to explore in individual therapy. And there might be valid answers that you are just a reasonable person trying to do the best you can based on the circumstances. But nonetheless, no, I never convince people to stay together because of children. That's not a reason to stay together. That's a factor that could motivate you to actually work on the relationship and make it bearable, uh, make it functional, make it neutral, make it good and healthy for both of you. If you're both two functional, healthy people, oftentimes that could be a very big motivator. Um, but it's certainly not a, ju- a justification in itself. It won't work if it's just something in itself. Uh, people love to talk about how they, people get very selfish and, and self-centered when it comes to divorces, um, and that's not a healthy thing either. We need to always think about all the people, all the parties involved, even the ex involved. Um, sometimes it's not possible if the ex is acting like a dysfunctional human being. But nonetheless, we still try our best to maintain our in- our integrity. Um, a fourth consideration is finances. And again, I'm not saying that people stay together because of money. I'm not saying people should or shouldn't. All I'm saying is that your finances will be impacted. For one, many people are not aware that, one, that it costs one-third more to support two homes. So even if you, the two of you bring, to, bring home uh, $100,000 a year, you now just simply need $135,000 a year to live the same exact lifestyle that you're living until now And that's not even true because it's really even more expensive. But it just costs money. You have two mortgages now and you have two uh, grocery shopping bills and two internet bills. And so all the things that could have overlapped before no longer do that. Okay, so that's a factor to think about. Again, something that could motivate you to push you to go forward. Otherwise, it's something that you really need to think about and speak to experienced people. Number five is spiritual. And this is a very complex one, so I'll just tread gently. First of all, there are people that have spiritual beliefs about Marriage and relationships and divorce. And it's important to talk to experienced and trustworthy people. And I use those words very carefully. Experience. There's a lot of clergy out there that claim they know what they're talking about or claim that they know about uh, relationships, and unfortunately they don't. Um, And so what's important is that you need to work with someone that you both trust and that has experience. If you don't have someone that's helping you but you both trust, it's going to be very, very hard to be in a functional relationship. However, if there's something mentally wrong with one or both parties, it's going to be hard to find someone that you both trust. But anyway, so spiritual, we'll just leave it with those ideas. And finally, your trusted family, friends, and uh, therapists, uh, these are people that are important and can very much help you. So if all your friends that, I'm talking about healthy friends, I'm not talking about dysfunctional people who are cheering you on to join their, their group of, you know, uh, of singles and people that shit, you know, threw off the burden of marriage or relationships. I'm talking about people that you really trust, that you look up to and respect, that are healthy and have the right perspective. If they're telling you, hey, you know, I really think you should keep, you know, pushing through and I'll tell you why and it makes sense, and great, then that should be a factor. If they're telling you, you know, this doesn't work, this this can't work, then that also should be a factor. Of course, you have to decide because ultimately you're the one that has to live with the benefits and the detriment of your decision. But certainly trusted, once again, clergy who are experienced and trustworthy. Those are important uh, variables and also uh, trusted and respected and experienced therapists can help you. Of course, a therapist should never tell you what to do, but a therapist could certainly give you perspective on um, how long you're trying and what you're doing and what you're doing to uh, right and what you're doing wrong and what can be tried or what or, or what uh, perhaps would not be worthwhile to try. Ultimately, you are responsible for your own life and your own happiness. You take responsibility for that. Um, I hope this gave you a nice um, overview of some of the considerations of breakup and divorce. And if I could be of any help, feel free to reach out, and uh, perhaps we could work together and work through some of these things in more detail. But certainly find someone on your support team that can help you go through most this probably one of the most trying times that a person can go through, uh, one of the most difficult things a person can go through. Um, but there is hope, and I've seen people pull together from some of the worst places and have successful and happy relationships through there. Um, and so just to kind of decide what you want, see if your partner is... Uh, on track with that, and if if they are, then great. And then work towards it in the right way, whether it's uh, to divorce or whether it's to stay together. Good luck. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.